Coming up on this final preview edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we have our predictions, we have our projections, we have some voicemails, we're going to talk some running backs, we're going to talk injuries, lots of ground to cover here as we prepare for the Buccaneers to take on the Chicago Bears here in Week 7. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast free and on all platforms. Thanks to our friends over at McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I am also James Yarko, joined by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. Today, we're talking injuries, predictions, and, and the like, just like James said. It's also going to be running back episode, uh, running back heavy episode which is what you would expect when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback is a conversation of nothing but running back so it very interested uh to listen to some voicemails about the running back position and then get into that conversation here in segment two but first James segment one we're gonna go over the injury report like we do every week Thursday injury reports dropping again there's one more dropping on Friday that's the biggest and, and most important one uh to look out for but looking at Thursday as kind of a precursor to that not practicing for the Buccaneers on Thursday wide receiver Antonio Brown Tight end Rob Gronkowski, linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul and Levante David. Cornerback Richard Sherman, defensive lineman Steve McClendon, although his was not injury-related, just a rest day, so he is fine. Limited in practice, tight end O.J. Howard with an ankle injury. Full participants, quarterback Tom Brady, safety Antoine Winfield Jr., who at the time of this recording anyway, uh, has not quite cleared concussion protocol, but he has practiced now two days in a row fully, so hopefully we'll hear, hear good news from that uh, following Friday's practice. Kicker Ryan Suckup, also a full participant, and running back Giovanni Bernard. James, what stands out most to you from the Buccaneers injury report on Thursday? It's the Antonio Brown news. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this was something that we really had no idea about. He was the leading receiver for the team on Thursday night. Then all of a sudden, Tuesday rolls around, and he's not out there because he's got an ankle injury. Well, then he's right. not out there again on Wednesday, still dealing with that ankle injury. If he doesn't practice, today as you're listening to this or you know if he's not practicing on on friday he's not playing and that's that's huge for the bucks again i mean this is the the leading target for tom brady even having missed a game he leads the team in targets you're already missing gronk so now it looks like that injury bug has spread from the defense over to the offensive side of the ball i don't think it would cost them a game against the chicago bears but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and, and we'll see. And I mean, listen, the Chicago Bears defeated the Buccaneers last year with a lesser talented quarterback uh, taking snaps, although a lot more experienced, so maybe more equipped mentally, at least from that side of the game, to uh, to handle an opponent like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But speaking of the Bears side of the ball, not practicing for them on Thursday, defensive back Tishon Gibson, wide receiver Jakeem Grant, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks, outside linebacker Khalil Mack, and defensive tackle Bilal Nichols. Limited participants, wide receiver Darnell Mooney, linebacker Caleb Johnson, wide receiver Allen Robinson, defensive back Duke Shelley, tight end J.P. Holtz, 
and then full participants, so you assume they're going to be fine. For the weekend, defensive back Xavier Crawford, tight end Jimmy Graham, who I can't believe he's still playing football, running back, rookie running back Khalil Herbert. I was corrected by a Buck Station reader for writing Khalil Mack, rookie running back, who uh, that reader way too heated about that mistake. Um, anyway, James, looking at the Bears injury report from Thursday again with one more to come. What stands out from you there? Well, first off, we've all made those mistakes. You you say Khalil, immediately your brain goes to Mac, yeah. and you just don't even realize you're doing it. I did it with right. somebody's name a few weeks ago. I can't even remember who it was. But yeah, it was like, crazy. I'm sorry, I put the all pro Hall of Fame, you know, future right. Hall of Fame linebacker Khalil in there instead of the rookie. It's, it's still a mistake. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like making an excuse from it. It's still a mistake. Sure. My thing was the heat that came off the way that I, I don't mind being corrected, but it was the heat behind it. And I, I'm not going to lie. So I, I responded and was kind of like, yikes, bro. Like, really? Like that kind of response to that. I was kind of hoping for a little bit of reaction. I was trying to kind of poke the bear a little bit because if he, if he did, I assume, it, I, don't, I don't know. I assume it's male because we tend to be the gender that has that type of kind of quick trigger uh, anger. So forgive me if I'm wrong there. Um, if they responded though with, you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, some, some sort of like egging on comment, I was going to ask for their supervisor's work phone number because I need to hear about this unicorn who never does anything wrong ever in any way, shape or form, because I've never known one to exist, but they didn't respond, which oh, you know, tends sense. to happen anyway. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, the, the biggest thing that's going to stand out to me from, from this is, you know, rookie running back sensation, Khalil Mack, uh, missing, uh, <laughs> missing practices on Wednesday and Thursday. And yes, I'm talking about Khalil Mack, uh, the linebacker, not, not egging on your, your mistake there. Yeah. I, he's a huge part of what the bears do defensively. He, uh, he took Tristan worse for a ride in the mm. game last year. But just like the Antonio Brown situation, right? If you're not practicing Wednesday and you're not practicing Thursday, if you're not out there on the field on Friday, chances are you're probably not going to play. And that's really going to hinder what the Bears are able to do defensively uh, against Brady and, and all the weapons over there. So that's certainly the one that pops out and, and, and stands out. I, I would assume that Mooney and Robinson are going to be good to go, even though Robinson's been MIA all season long. Uh so yeah, it's it's Mac and then probably Akeem Hicks as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Akeem Hicks is the player that Lauren Cox uh, mm -hmm. during the crossover with the host of Lockdown Bears definitely pointed out specifically whether or not they were going to get him back. They've been missing him uh, for some time. And then, I mean, even wide receiver Jakeem Grant. I mean, that's that's a return specialist, and he had a really great return uh, last week against the Green Bay Packers. That was called back because of a block in the back, a really really unintelligent block in the back as well. And he ends up going down with an ankle injury on this amazing return that doesn't even get to stand during a point in time where the Bears uh, were actually still in competition to possibly uh, win that game and put the Bear or put the Packers in a little bit of a hole, you know, kind of midway through the game. But I look at the Buccaneers injury report and, and you look at Antonio Brown, that really is going to kind of help things. Even if Khalil Mack and even if Akeem Davis can't play this weekend, if you have if you lose the ability to really stretch the defense, and I know that Mike Evans can get downfield. Chris Godwin can get downfield, but not the way that Antonio Brown can. And you don't have Scotty Miller. So that really allows the Bears defense to kind of shrink down. So even if you lose a Khalil Mack, you have the ability to kind of bring in your defenses and kind of bog everything down there in the intermediate range. And it, it gives you more freedom, I think, with Jalen Johnson, because that's their best defensive back. That's their best cornerback. And I assume that he's probably going to follow Chris Godwin as much as possible. But during certain formations and that could actually be a hand tipper for Tom Brady. Like if you see Jalen Johnson 
on Chris Godwin and you're watching, all right, he's on Chris Godwin. They got single high, they got double high safety coverage, or they got both halves of the field covered on, on the deep routes. And then you see him go to Antonio Brown. I think if you're Tom Brady and you see Jalen James Johnson suddenly shift to Antonio Brown, you're thinking they're either single high or they're coming zero. And that's your opportunity to try to get Antonio Brown over the top. So AB just being on the field is huge. And, and you know, ankles are, when you're talking about a guy like AB, I mean, getting off the line, getting into his stem, coming out of his break, that's all ankle. You know, that's all ankle and hip flexor. And if he can't use one part of that equation, that's going to be a huge problem. Yeah, well, and it, it may lead to the opportunity if the Bucks really want to try to stretch the field. Hashtag Darden season. We might see him out there for some plays, trying to yeah. trying to get the deep ball. I don't know how much they've been working on that, if at all, at, at practice. But yeah, we we talked about it earlier this week that it's Darden season, and and we might see him uh, in quite a few offensive plays uh, if if Antonio Brown can't go. Um, Something that we will go to is our friends over at betonline.ag. They're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED on for basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts Seventy-two now here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, closing out the week here with a look ahead to the Chicago Bears and James. Before we get to our final predictions about this weekend's game against the Chicago Bears, we've got a couple of voicemails from Bucks Nation from listeners of the show that need to be addressed. Specifically, talking about the running back position, we're going to go one at a time here. And first, we're going to go all the way down to the bottom of the depth chart. Hi, James. This is Brandon, Bucks fan from Philly, a uh, long-time listener. I listen to you guys every day on my way to work. Um, I'm listening to Thursday's podcast, and I know you guys are talking about Rojo and I me. Mean, not, not Thursday's podcast, Wednesday's podcast. And you guys are talking about Rojo. And I'm, uh, only thing I can think about, and it's the obvious question, is like, when does our third-round pick, Keyshawn Vaughn, get the chance? Because it's like, this drama of Rojo and him possibly being on the trade block mentally, he's not there. It's like, when does Keyshawn Vaughn get a chance? It's like right now, it seems like he's collecting a free check. Not that nothing's wrong with that. I wish I was him. But like, when does he get his opportunity? Like, you know, he got jumped when we hired Bernard. And it's like, when does Keyshawn Vaughn get to show that, hey, move on from Rojo. I'm the new assurance blanket. When 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 does that happen? And I don't know if you guys can answer that. That might be a Bruce Arians question. They may see something different and think he's not prepared. But like he's a third round pick. We talk about draft picks, you know, delivering for us. But like he has zero opportunities. We've seen Darden get on the field almost as much as him. But like when does Keyshawn Vaughn get his opportunity? Especially if Rojo is like, you know not there all right brandon thank you very much for the call um honestly i don't know if Keyshawn vaughn is going to get that opportunity he's strictly kind of a depth guy 
he's not the kind of running back that's going to take over the starting role if and when Ronald Jones and, and Leonard Fournette leave the team as, as free agents. That's when you're going to look to the draft. You're going to look to that late first round to get yourself a stud running back or who you hope is, is going to be a stud running back. Um, in the limited opportunity that Keyshawn Vaughn has had, he hasn't been impressive. He hasn't been decisive. He's turned the ball over. Uh, he's had some bad drops as a receiver out of the backfield. So I don't know. We we do need to see more of him, but I certainly don't want to come or I, I don't want that to come at the expense of the team during a regular season game. He needs to show in training camp that he can get this job done. He needs to show in preseason he can get this job done before they trust him in a regular season game to, to be the guy. And honestly, I just, I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we appreciate the call Brandon. It's a, it's a valid question. I mean, you're talking about a third round draft pick here. Usually sure. you see teams try to get their third round draft picks on the field, at least at some point in time, but because of what's happened because of Ronald Jones, honestly running really well last season, we're going to get to him here in a minute. And then Leonard Fournette coming on at the end of the year into the playoffs. And then now here in the regular season, like you said, Giovanni Bernard comes in, knocks him down to fourth on the depth chart. I mean, if the Buccaneers just didn't want Keyshawn Vaughn or they didn't believe he had any value, they would have let him, they would have waived him. They would have released him, whatever, maybe traded him and he would be playing for another team right now. You know, so it's not, it's not like a Raymond Calais situation uh, where they just don't have any belief in him whatsoever. But like James said, it, it's really going to be, it, it's, it's such an uphill climb that outside of injuries, you know, um, I mean, I think Leonard Fournette and, and Ronald Jones would both have to go out with injury. And obviously we don't want that to happen in order for Keyshawn to really get some meaningful snaps and some reps. And I think I'm a little less hard on Keyshawn in, in the, in the little bit of work that we've seen from him. I think he looked like a young running back. He looked like a rookie running back. There were some ball control situations there, uh, but there were also some flashes of, of talent, you know, and, and things like that. And, I think really what's important is kind of what you hit on, James, what's going on in practice, what's going on in the meeting room is, is Keyshawn giving them enough uh, to, to show them that he can be a mature member of this team and kind of bide his time and be patient and wait for his opportunity because that's really going to show them, is he a team guy or is he a me guy? And, and everybody's a me guy to a certain, like everybody wants to play, right? Like Ryan Griffin, probably the, the, the luckiest man on the face of the planet, literally has made millions of dollars over his career to do almost nothing but have a sideline seat at NFL games and he gets to be a Super Bowl champion at the same time. But let's be real. Ryan Griffin wants to play. You know what I mean? Like Ryan Griffin didn't become a quarterback to ride the bench. He became a quarterback to play, to throw the football, to lead the game winning drives and all those things. So he, as an individual, he would much rather be on the field leading the team versus sitting on the sideline holding the clipboard. But he's a team guy and he's a true team guy behind the scenes, helps with the preparation, holds his quarterback up during the Super Bowl boat parade uh, when he needs it. And so that's what Keyshawn Vaughn's got to do right now is just show that maturity like James was talking about, show the preparation, show the dedication to getting the opportunities and taking advantage of the opportunities you can. And listen, if especially once the defense gets healthy, like if they can get to some games, I mean, you know, right now offenses are kind of staying in uh, with these Buccaneers games because of, of some of the injuries uh, to the defense. But if you get to some games where it's, I don't know, 35-10 in the fourth quarter, that's when you might see Keyshawn Vaughn uh, get on the field because they want to keep those veteran guys healthy. And those are his opportunities right now, though, I think mostly because like, like we talked about, the defensive injuries have been uh, piling up so much teams are keeping in the game enough that you can't get so comfortable that you play your fourth string running back. But I think that's really right now. That's the best way Keyshawn gets in the game is that. And then next year, I mean, depending on what happens, we already all pretty much agree that Ronald Jones probably not coming back for multiple reasons. 
James you threw out there that Leonard Fournette may go out and get his bag as well. If that happens, they may draft a guy in the first round, but you know this team and you know this coaching staff. That first-round draft pick isn't coming in and getting handed a starting job. He's going to have to earn it. That's going to be when the door opens up for a guy like Fon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a, a valid and a, a sound point. We, But you're right. We, we need one of those Detroit Lions games of last year to be able to see Keyshawn take some meaningful snaps in, in situations where a mistake isn't isn't going to turn the tide of of a game. But let's stay on the topic of running backs and let's hear from our guy Manny from Atmore. Hey, what up, boys? Manny here from Atmore. Man, my heart my my heart hurts, man, because you know it's about the conversation uh, James and, and Evan had about about Rojo, man. I, I honestly feel it's circumstantial, man. I mean, Rojo ran his ass off last year. I mean, he he's good, man. He's a good running back. He's he's done the work. You know, he, he's not getting a lot of opportunity, so therefore his average is not going to be good. And I think what put him there was missing a few blocks, I think it was, when we stopped seeing him. And that Fournette's better, I don't know. I mean, yes, he <laughs> Fournette was our running back for the playoff last year. And, I mean, that's why he earned his name, playoff Laney. And, and, and you know, he's, he's definitely a badass running back. I mean, I get it. I remember listening to a few podcasts and, 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 and even Evan saying at times, you know, like, hey, you know, when we play this team, it might be – you know, Antonio Brown's day uh, because of the coverage. And then when we play this other team, it might be Mike Evans' day. And it's got to be the same principle where we're saying we're, we're running backs, right? I mean, there's there's just teams where maybe Fournay's going to run better against, and there's just teams that maybe Rojo's going to run better against. The moment that Lenny fumbles or drops a, a, a clutch pass that needed a catch or something like that, I mean, we know our coach, right? He's not he's not bipolar, but he's pretty, you know, he gets pretty – serious about his crap when something goes wrong or doesn't go right. I mean, he is real quick to pull the trigger and say, you sitting down, the other guy's out, and that's it. I think really it's going to come down to that. I got a feeling that Rojo knows where he's at. I mean, he, he plays for the Super Bowl champs. He won a Super Bowl. He con- contributed to our, our championship last year. I just waiting for that game. Um, you know, and I think that's what's going to come down to is either it's circumstantial, either Lenny drops or fumbles or something like that. And then they put Rojo in and he's got all this to prove because he knows he's good and he's a good running back and stuff. And yeah, I'm just interested in, in your thoughts about that. I'm not trying to be argumentative. Um, I always appreciate my, my opinion and you guys are taking it for what it is, just humble and, uh, and whatever you thought you guys may have, that's great. Hey, either way, man, we're the Super Bowl champ still, and we will be at the end of the year again. Fight the cannons, baby. Go Bucks. Manny, as always, appreciate you calling in, man. David, I took uh, I took the first one. I'm going to defer to you to go first on on this one and, and bounce off of what Manny said about Ronald Jones. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to answer the question right up front. I don't necessarily think that Leonard Fournette is a better uh, quote-unquote running back than Ronald Jones is. I think Leonard Fournette delivers more of what the Buccaneers are looking for right now from him. And essentially that, that comes really in the passing game. And and you talk about the blitz pickups, you talk about the ability to receive, you know, look, everybody knows there's no sense in trying to like beat around the bush on it. Like there is something about Ronald Jones versus Leonard Fournette. This coaching staff just buys into what Fournette brings to the field more at this point than Ronald Jones. And honestly, I don't think it's going to take a drop pass or a, a, you know, a single blitz, uh, failed blitz pickup from Leonard Fournette to get Ronald Jones back on the field. I just, it's not about e- equality, right? It's about fairness. And I think that Leonard Fournette has built up enough equity in his game performance, his practice performance, and his behind the scenes, you know, build up to kind of uh, allow maybe a, a mistake here or there. I'm not saying a bunch of mistakes, but, you know, one or two 
here or there. Whereas Ronald Jones, you know, there might be issues with him catching the ball even in practice. And if you have a hard time catching the ball in practice, it's going to be really hard for them to trust you to get on the field and catch the ball and and all these and these blitz pickup problems. This isn't the first time. You know, this isn't the first season. Like ever since his rookie year, Rojo has just had kind of an issue picking up these blitz reads, and it's it's a problem when you have so much invested in Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, yeah, he's you know he's he's defying age and doing all these things and throwing for more yards since his forties and his thirties or whatever, all this stuff. But he's still forty four years old. You know what I mean? And you cannot have Khalil Max of the world. You can't have these linebackers out there, these defensive ends burning down onto your 44-year-old quarterback because eventually he's not going to be able to duck in time. And when that day comes, that result could be incredibly disastrous. So I think a lot of those things have kind of you know paved the way for where we are right now. I don't think it's going to take a single mistake from Leonard Fournette. And then the final thing I'll say is, as much as you hate to see it, every rise comes after a fall, right? There's no Tom Brady if, if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get injured the way that he does. And Dominican Sue isn't a Super Bowl champion after last season if Gerald McCoy isn't jettisoned out of Tampa. Someone has to fall for someone to rise. And unfortunately, in this story, for Leonard Fournette to rise the way that he has, Ronald Jones is the guy that's had to fall. But it doesn't mean that Rojo does, is, is out of chances. You never know. Again, Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch right before this rise started for him. So things can change on a dime. And, and, and I'm not necessarily wishing negative on Fournette. I don't think Manny would be either. Um, but look. Rojo's got a lot of career left ahead of him. He's definitely got a lot of talent uh, in him. He's just got to find the right situation. And if he can't deliver some of the things the Buccaneers are looking for him to deliver, he's got to go out there and find a place to ask him to do the things he can do. And that's where he'll get his next opportunity. Yeah, I mean, this is a pro-Rojo podcast. We like Ronald Jones. But the the one main thing that I'm going to disagree with you about is I do believe that Leonard Fournette is hands down a better running back than Ronald Jones. And that's not yeah, to say that It's okay Ronald- for you to be wrong from time to time. But I'm not, you know, I like Ronald Jones. I think he's a good running back, but Leonard Fournette over the stretch of what the last 14 games now has shown why he was a top five pick in the draft. That's the level that he's playing at right now. That's why he was drafted with the capital that he was because all around he's a better running back. Again, that doesn't mean Rojo's bad. It just means Leonard Fournette is better. You know who's better than Leonard Fournette? Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, and that's okay. So, you know, my biggest concern, and and I'll get this out real quick because I I know we we have to talk about some delicious things. My concern is where Rojo's head is because we've heard the story. We talked about it with Lars. We've heard about it in the book. We heard it from Bruce Arians. We've heard it all over the place. Leonard Fournette's head wasn't in the right spot. And Bruce Arians had to sit him down and say, you are with us or I'm going to cut your ass. I don't want that to happen with Ronald Jones. This is a team that has lost a starter every single week of the season. If that starter happens to be Leonard Fournette the next time, Ronald Jones has to be mentally ready to say, now this is my job. Nobody's taking it back from me. I'm going to do exactly what my buddy Lenny just did, and I am going to seize the reins, and I am going to run this team through the postseason. I want that to be the Ronald Jones that's just waiting for his opportunity. I don't want him to lose the, the mental edge that he could possibly have. Yeah, and listen, it's hard to it's hard to disagree necessarily because 
the argument for Fournette being a better quote unquote back is largely based on production. I mean, we've been we've been watching it, right? It's it's been looking really good. Whereas the argument for Rojo is mostly based off of projection. And there is some production, again, going back to last year, three straight hundred yard rushing games at one time was the top five back in the NFL, all Absolutely. that, but it hasn't been sustained. And that's that's kind of the problem you have when you're defending Ronald Jones. But something that you aren't gonna have any problems defending are is is the deliciousness, like like James said, that comes out of our friends over at McDonald's. This episode of the Lockdown Bucks podcast brought to you by McDonald's, who's been proudly serving their communities since 1965. So a lot longer than Tom Brady has been playing football. One of the only things in the society that's been happening longer than Tom Brady's career. Uh, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's also a place where your friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries, and McFlurry's win or lose is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge and feel comfortable in their environment. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on long road trips to rest your legs and refuel. For me, it was pre-shift hangouts during high school before I went to work at the restaurant I worked at. The other end of the parking lot, there was a McDonald's. My friends and I would hang out there, kind of be your typical teenagers hanging out before they got ready to go to work. And then we would enter one of the busiest restaurants uh, in our area and do our thing very well, by the way. So McDonald's helped fuel that. You can head to your local McDonald's, refuel, reconnect. Did someone say locked on bucks watch party? That would be amazing. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Something else that's delicious is all the flavors available for Built Bar. You know, when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorites and just so many, you guys know them. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Get a mix box. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, get a mix box. You're going to get to try all of them. You're going to pick your favorite. You're going to figure out, do you like it room temperature? Do you like it frozen? Do you like it out of the refrigerator? All the Built Bars are delicious, but they're not all the same. One thing that is the same are the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. Real quick, David, before we get into our predictions, uh, back when I was in college, my buddies and I had an apartment. We used to get together and have WWE Raw watch parties. And we actually actually locked one of our friends out of our apartment until he brought us a bag of McDonald's holiday pies. All right. I thought you were going to go a different direction. So my wife thinks I'm really weird, right? But uh, there are occasions where we'll just be kind of, I don't even know, like there's no specific trigger for it, but I will literally say, you know what? We need a bag of burgers. Just something. I don't know what it is, man. Just something about holding a bag of burgers. Like it just, I don't know. It feels cool to me. It, yeah. Oh, I can't wait for holiday pies to be back though. The sugar cookie with like the warm custard filling. Oh, I'm so when is the McRib coming back? Anyway, keys to the game. Uh, David, why don't you go ahead and go first? I'm going to think about a McRib for the next month. Yeah. So, I mean, I actually did the keys of the game video for our network. Uh, that's dropped on the locked on today podcast. If you want to go check that out, but really, I mean, you're going to, you're going to hear it right here and now. And really, 
Um, I made a Game of Thrones reference. So for anybody who's a Game of Thrones fan out there, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, despite all the injuries, they need to continue to hold the door. That's what they need to do to win this game. Justin Fields is a mobile quarterback. He's a young quarterback. Allen Robinson, super talented. Darnell Mooney, super talented. Listen, this offense can do some things. They've been missing a lot. But if you go back to that Packers game, they're only missing by a little bit. There's a couple passes there that Justin Fields threw. One of them ended up as an interception. The other almost interception. And essentially... If Allen Robinson goes left instead of right, they're touchdowns. And that's kind of how close this team is. As as much as that quarterback and wide receiver group work together, as soon as they get on the same page, there are going to be some things happening in that Chicago Bears offense. It may not happen this weekend. It may not happen, honestly, even this season. It may take till Justin Fields' sophomore season, Allen Robinson is playing for, I don't know, the Kansas City Chiefs. But yeah. once it clicks in, they have some potential in that offense. And this defense is a little bit depleted because of the injuries. They got to continue to hold the line. In my interview with Scott Smith going over the first trimester from the Buccaneers season, he we talked about that, of course, and he mentioned reinforcements are coming. They just got to continue to hold that line as long as they come while they wait for, or as long as they can while they wait for guys to come back, hopefully starting this weekend with Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah, my my key to the game, um, I'm going to go ahead and go back to my biggest question, and that is can Leonard Fournette continue this run that he's been on? And I think he absolutely positively can. I, I'm going to start calling him the Fournette freight train. Um, like the, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers need to be able to control the game, control the tempo, control the clock, uh, rest that defense as much as you can keep. If you can have a two to one time of possession ratio in this game, it's perfection. No. You know, and I realize that's a lot to ask. You, you're asking for the Buccaneers to hold the ball for 40 out of 60 minutes of a football game, but you can do that by pounding the rock with Leonard Fournette. Give that battered and bruised and beaten defense as much of a break as you can and let Lenny be Lenny. So ride ride the Fournette freight train. Or 25 Fournette. Yes, exactly. Um, and I say all that's that terrible. I say all that to say this. My predictive player of the game, I've I've said this player a couple of times. Eventually, I'm going to get it, David. Yeah. It's Chris freaking Godwin. Come on. All right. Come on, man. Antonio Brown likely isn't going to be playing in this game. He's missed practice all week with an ankle injury. Yeah. Um, if Antonio Brown misses, Godwin needs to be the guy. This guy hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. There's no excuse for it. Give one for the ball. He will, you know, he's going to lead the team in targets. He will lead the team in receptions. He's going to get in the end zone twice. Give me Chris Godwin. I like it. My fantasy roster also. I appreciate that as well. Uh, my predicted player of the game is going to be Ross Cockrell. And yes, I'm still trying to, I'm trying to will this into existence. My preseason bold predictions that Ross Cockrell lead all secondary players for the Buccaneers in takeaways. Not coming to fruition, but listen, the first time he had to get meaningful action this regular season, it did not look good. It did not look well. I was like, man, that was a wasted bull prediction on my part. That sucks. But he's looked better, and he's looked like he's he's getting more comfortable uh, in his role as the weeks go by. I feel like he's going to get targeted. I think that the Chicago Bears offense are going to they're going to try to steer Justin Fields towards Ross Cockrell a little bit, and if Ross Cockrell can go out there, continue to be comfortable, be a little bit more fluid in what he's doing in the defense, this could be an opportunity for him to have a big performance for that defense as they continue to hold the door. My bold prediction, James, is going to go on the other side of the ball to the offense. Uh, no no, no, Khalil Mack throwing Tristan Wirfs around. No uh, no, Akeem Hicks hopefully penetrating the middle of the defense of the offensive line. The Buccaneers are going to allow zero sacks 
in this game. And that's kind of the Chicago Bears. That's their bread and butter on defense. That's how they like to affect people, get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, they came into last week, at least I know, leading the league in sacks per game. I think they got two or three on Aaron Rodgers as well. So if they're not at the top anymore, they're still they're very much near the top. So they need to mitigate that. And Tom's going to help out with that a little bit, too, by getting the ball away quickly and getting it getting away in the face of extreme pressure. But, yeah, my bold prediction, Bucks will have zero sacks this Sunday. My bold prediction, we're going to rewind the clock real quick, and we're going to go back to that infamous drive against the Chicago Bears where the Buccaneers had, what was it, like 100 penalty yards in one offensive drive. And that was what led the team to saying, enough is enough. We have to knock this crap off. Uh, we can't do it anymore. I think this is going to spark that kind of attitude. This is a team that is second in the NFL in penalties, first in penalty yards. But on Sunday against the Chicago Bears, the Buccaneers will have fewer than 40 penalty yards. Fewer than 40. Gotta love that. David, on the uh, on the crossover episode, you and Lauren talked about some of the bet online prop bets. The spread at the time was at 13. Is that yep. correct? Yep. And the over-under was at 47 and a half. Yep. You want to talk about skirting the line with both of these. Um, I had already turned in my score prediction when I heard you guys talk about that. Yeah. I have the Buccaneers winning this one 30 to 17. Right now, the, the line is currently minus 12 and a half. So I would be having the Buccaneers cover and uh it barely hitting the the under on uh on that one. Yeah, and again, my for those that missed it, my my score prediction 31-21. So I don't have the Buccaneers covering, but I do have them winning by 10 and going over the uh, over under, which is ironic because I actually would recommend that you go under if you're going to bet the over under. Listen, I don't know how this brain works. All right. Sometimes it's just there's there's too many McNuggets bouncing around in there and uh, things get a little wonky sometimes. But that's what it is. Buccaneers 31, Chicago Bears 21. I've got a little bit more faith in Justin Fields in the Bears office. Maybe get it going. Lauren Cox actually had the exact same score prediction. Bailey Adams of Bucks Nation, our buddy. Uh, all-time great over there at BucksNation.com, also has a 31-21. So, I mean, you know what that means, James. There's no way the score is going to be 31-21. Exactly. <laughs> and there's no way Justin Fields is going to get it going. I just don't know if that's Justin Fields' fault or Matt Nagy's. But I think it's your Ohio State hatred. Uh, hey, you want to fire up that Tom Brady quote about Ohio yeah. State? Oh. He was talking about because I was real close. to. to I don't have it, but that – that was brilliant. That you can't even be mad at him. You know what I mean? You can't even be mad at him because I uh, mean, at the end of the day, the University of Michigan is always going to be able to say they had the greatest quarterback to ever play the game in the NFL. And uh, Ohio State's got I don't know uh, Terrell Pryor, Dwayne Haskins backing up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Troy Krenzel. Smith. You know I love Troy Smith, Greg Krenzel, Joe Germain. I mean, not not a lot of not a lot of good stuff. Cardell Jones getting benched in the XFL. I mean, just just not a lot of good things happening. The most successful Ohio State quarterback in the NFL was Tom Tupa. And he Joe was, Burrow. No, you can't claim <laughs> Joe Burrow. You guys made him leave so that he Look, could go win. He wore after. scarlet and gray. He counts, but we should nope. probably wrap up the show. All right. Thank you all for making Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first watch every day. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube. Subscribe while you're there. You'll get all the alerts every time we post a video. It's not just the episodes. And in fact, this week, we had two bonus episodes drop on you. Seven episodes this week. David and I have been working hard. We appreciate each and every one of you that subscribe over there on the YouTubes. But make sure that you make your second listen. The Peacock and Williamson NFL show. 
Brian Peacock, and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It is also free and available on all platforms. Send in your post-game reactions to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.